0: From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubac. That's right. It's another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything going on in the Boise Valley for 5A and 4A athletics. Brandon Bainey is always joined by Wayne DeZubac. Wayne, what's going on?
1: I just was rocking to the music there. I mean, that's got a pretty good beat getting into our show here. And I like that, man. So I just was kind of rocking. I don't rock very often, but when I do, I rock hard. You know, we
0: we do a bunch of these podcasts each week. We do five a week now covering the different regions of the state. And if you want to see the full list of what we, we do podcast wise, you can go to Idahosports.com and right across the, the top of the homepage, you'll see prep casts and that'll lead to a little drop down yeah. menu with all of our podcasts that we do. Um, but all, all of the, uh, all of the hosts of our other podcasts say the same thing,
1: Wayne, <laughs>
0: you know, every, every once in a while they'll, they'll they
1: get going, huh? That's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, let let's, let's get right into it. Uh, it it is postseason basketball time yeah. for girls basketball. Um, it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not quite ready for that. Wayne, are you?
1: No, I really wasn't. When I talked about, it, I did a girls game last week and I said, this is the end of the regular season. I was like, are you kidding me? It's all done. But I mean, you know, congratulations to the Timberline gals. They are something else. 20 and one, Cordellane, the only team to beat them, 16 and 0 in league, SIC play. I mean, what a year. And I mean, obviously, it's not over yet. And if, uh, if the coaches had heard, if Andy Jones had heard me say that right now, what a year. You go, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got basically the rest of the year to go. So, Right.
0: Well, uh, for, for those that are watching the video of this on the idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, uh, I'm going to share my screen with with the 5A SIC girls district bracket. Now, you can also find this on our website, idahosports.com, right? The first thing you'll see on the homepage is the girls district brackets. And that's got links to not just the 5A SIC, but all of the district brackets, 5A all the way down to 1A. Um, so that's a good resource. If you're listening uh, on idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, you can go right to the homepage and, and see what we're talking about. But I'll, I'll share my screen here. And if you're watching the video of this, you'll wanna make your screen full screen so you can see it a little more clearly, but this, but this oh, yeah.
1: is the you know what I need right now? <laughs> now I can see him
0: and and that's you know, uh, if you're like Wayne and you can't make your screen bigger, that this is why I'm the host. i'm gonna I'm gonna facilitate and go through all the matchups as well. so it's not totally, um, you know, out in the dark. So we've got the four play games tonight, Wayne. Mm-hmm. 12 seed will play the 5 seed, 11 will play 6, 10 will play 7, 9 will play 8. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, February 1st. These games are tonight, February 1st. So by the time you're listening to this, these play-in games may be over. You can go to our website, IdahoSports.com, for all the scores, the updated bracket as well. And then um, after these play-in games tonight, we get into the opening round where, where the, the top eight teams will duke it out, and that'll be on February 3rd, that will be Thursday night. Um, let, let's just start with the the teams that got buys. You mentioned Timberline, the number one seed. They yeah. uh they won the regular season title. Boise finished second, Bora took third, and Eagle took fourth. And all four of those teams get first round buys. We we were asked, I asked you last week, Wayne. You know, who, who was gonna be that fourth team that, that was gonna emerge? Like we, we knew Timberline, Boise, Bora. They've all kind of been leaders of the pack this year. And Eagle gets that fourth seed and sets himself up uh, nicely.
1: Yeah, it was right there. Eagle, Rocky Mountain, and Hawaii were all right there, and so it was kind of like, eh, you know, you don't know, but you're right. Eagle got it, and uh, you know, so what that means is the Hawaii's got to play Cuna tonight, and uh, as we speak. So, you know, Hawaii did get that fifth seed. Rocky Mountain got the sixth seed. So, no big surprise. I wouldn't have been surprised to see it kind of mixed up in any any direction, but you know, so. At least we know now. I mean, good news for Eagle. They don't have to play again till Thursday night. And they have to wait to see, you know, what goes down. So uh, the Timberline and Eagle, those games, uh, whoever they play, will be at Capitol High School. And then Boise and Bora will be over at Bora High School. So the one thing about that is Bora, the number three seed, is going to be playing on its home court for a little while, uh, for, you know, for at least one game because the, if they get to the semifinals, that's Saturday at Capitol.
0: Yeah, if they play multiple games at Bora, that means something gone got went wrong, and they're in the they're in the consolation side of the bracket. That's where the consolation uh, games will be at. In exactly. Dibaro. Yep. Okay. So so the the four playing games tonight. You mentioned away number five Hawaii uh, will host number twelve CUNA. Number six Rocky Mountain will host number eleven Capital. Number seven Meridian will host number ten Skyview, and number eight Mountain View will host number nine Centennial. If you had to pick an upset, and again. We're we're talking upset in the strictest sense of a lower seed beating a higher seed. Right. What, what stands out to you? Is there one?
1: No, there really isn't one as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, obviously, when you get an eight and a nine seed going at it, anything could happen. But uh, I think the thing that's interesting to point out is that, you know, Mountain View, what a tough year they had all the way around. And here they are, you know, uh, an eight seed and they're at home. So they get the host tonight in the first round. But boy, I tell you what—you would have thought the defending state champs would have had an opportunity to just get into that tournament, you know, with a with a first-round bye. Not so. So I think that to me is the upset right there, because I really think why he will take care of CUNA. I don't see Rocky Mount losing to Capital, uh, Meridian, Skyview. That's kind of a toss-up right there. I think that could be a tight one, but it's at Meridian, so I go with Meridian. Mountain View. I'll tell you what—Centennial could upset them. I mean, they, they, that could happen. So that would be maybe the upset that I would see there. It wouldn't be a monumental upset, but that's where I would see it happening.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of uh, interesting that Mountain View, you mentioned it, a team coming in was picked second in the preseason poll, and of course uh, they've just been derailed by injuries. Um, they will have their hands full with Centennial tonight. Kind of an, an odd quirk here, Wayne. These teams just played in the regular season finale last Thursday. Mountain yeah. View won 51 to 44. Now they got to turn around and play each other right away
1: again. And so. that's why I think Mountain View will win again. I really do. I think they're confident about that. It is at Mountain View. But, you know, 51 to 44, that being Centennial, you're saying they have a chance. And I think they do if they play. But they're going to have to play uh, an A game tonight, Centennial, to, to make that upset happen and to knock the defending state champs, you know, out of there right away. So these are all playing games, by the way. People don't realize you lose, you're done. So.
0: Yes. Uh, so, so a lot on the line tonight. And and I agree, Wayne, you know, I kind of wanted to go Skyview over Meridian, but you know what Meridian beat them twice during the regular season. So um, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak.
1: Yeah. It's always tough to beat somebody three times. We've heard that a million times. That's, you know, a cliche, but it is, but again, it's at Meridian. And uh, I, I think Meridian knows what's at stake here because again, they're, you know, again, to use another cliche, you don't have it tomorrow you know you're done if you lose your season is over and you, you hand the unis back in and stop bouncing the ball so
0: yeah, get ready for spring sports okay so of the of the teams that uh advanced tonight Wayne when we get into the 8 team part of the bracket who who becomes the most dangerous who's playing tonight in a play in game that has the the potential to go on a run and maybe knock off a team that got to buy it?
1: really the only one i see is maybe Hawaii and the reason i say that is cuz they were right there with Eagle and Bora and all those all year long you know they were right there Rocky Mountain I don't think so Uh, I think maybe why he has that chance but here's the deal we've talked about it before Brandon I think you have the haves and the have-nots the league is really split after you get down about the the third or fourth team there really is a big gap between the rest of them I don't see a lot of upsets in this one I see Timberline just running the board I really do I don't see anybody coming up there and, and knocking them off. And the reason I say that is because not just because of Sophia Glancy down low, but I did their game the other night. Audrey Taylor is fantastic. Piper Davis is right there all the time. Lauren McCall, uh, and I did not call her Lauren McCall. I did call her Lauren McCall, although I thought about McCall because for those old people, they know that she was a, a movie actress at one time. But And then uh, Kaylee Hugerich just so many supporting cast there for Glancy that I think Timberline is just unbeatable. I really do. Now, Coeur d'Alene did beat them, so they're not unbeatable totally, but I think in the SIC vernacular, they're unbeatable.
0: Four uh, bids available out of this district to go to state, and the fifth-place team will have to fight their way through in a, in a playing game against the second-place team up north, either Coeur d'Alene, Lake City, or Post Falls. We've talked about it in all season. I don't think the fifth SIC team gets to state this year so the the race for honestly the most intriguing storyline out of this tournament is who gets that fourth automatic bid to state because the top three I think are pretty locked in Timberline, Boise, Bora in some order
1: so yeah I agree I you know I did the Timberline Boise game and you know what's really interesting is that Timberline just they won both the games during the regular season uh it was close for a while but then Sophia Glancy took over. She was our player of the game. Ashley Banks was good, but Ashley Banks got into early foul trouble. She sat on the bench quite a bit for Boise. Ended up falling out, falling out of the game. So, you know, uh, if Ashley Banks can hang in there, and, you know, I think Boise has a chance to maybe pull a mild upset. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I think Timberline's the team to beat by far. Well, there's no question. They are.
0: Yep, I agree with that. So that is the 5A sic girls district bracket and again you can uh check just go to idaho sports every morning uh, idaho sports.com we'll have the, the updated brackets the updated scores schedules etc there uh for a sic girls wayne they the the for a sic always like they're like one of the last districts to have their district tournament in every sport um because there are eight teams in the conference and they each have to play 14 conference yeah. games. It's a, it's a long
1: season. They're just party poopers is what they are. <laughs> Cause I mean, we should be celebrating right now with the district stuff we don't know yet. Uh, but we do know one thing. Middleton is going to be the number one seed after they beat uh, BK last night, 63 to 39 and uh, improved to 13 and 0 in league play, but they still have a game to play as does BK. Yes. Yeah. Everybody
0: has at least one conference game left still. And again, that won't impact the seeding at the top necessarily. Middleton's pretty much locked into one. Bishop Kelly is locked into two. Columbia is locked into three, but then you look at Emmett and Nampa are both seven and six. They'll be fighting for fourth and fifth, which I mean, doesn't mean a ton because they're going to play each other. It's just a matter of where that game is at. Um, And then a a pretty big drop off with Valley view Ridgeview and Caldwell Middleton played Bishop Kelly back in early December and only won 52 to 46. So we had the game last night on Idahosports.com. sports.com, Paul Kingsbury and, and Logan green had the broadcast and, you know, we were all thinking, all right, here we go. This is going to be an Epic battle. They, they played really close the first time and Middleton, I mean, just ran away with it. It surprised me a little bit. Yeah. I think especially in the
1: second half, they just dominated that, that game and that's what they do. I mean, they just got the, they've got the firepower to get it done. Uh, they've got the confidence. Remember, they started off the year was kind of they had a tough schedule early on. They're only 14 and 6 overall, 13 and 0 in conference. So Middleton, you know, had a tough go of it early on. And I think because they played a tough schedule, I think they really learned what they were all about. And I think they got some confidence. They learned how to fight in tough games. And once they got to the conference, I mean, right now I think they're just playing. It's as much mental as it is just the ability to have all those great players that they have.
0: They're going to come into state with not much acclaim, and I think they've got the ability to to make a make a run. Um, they've got Peyton Hymas, who's one of the best players in the state for 4A yeah. girls basketball. Cassidy Freed at 6'2", who can combat some of the taller teams like Blackfoot. Um. So, yeah, I think I think Middleton is uh, lurking below the surface, and I think that's probably right where they want to be. They, they want to be underestimated a little
1: bit. I was going to say, Hymus and Freed were the one-two punch they had last year as well, and they're still there. One thing I yell about Peyton Hymus that I really love. I did a couple of – I haven't done any of the girls' games this year for Middleton, but I did last year. And Peyton Hymus, that gal does not know how to not go to the hoop. I mean, she's just one of those, when she gets the basketball, if she sees an opening and a little bit of a crease. She's going to take it to the hoop. She's a tough guard. There's no question. She's tough to guard. And, uh, you know, Freed is the same way. Freed, of course, was injured a little bit last year. And this year has avoided those injuries. So, you know, they, they've got a good one-two punch that they had last year that, that knows what to do and how to play together. So that what makes them tough
0: definitely well let's switch to boys basketball now and we'll just keep it right with Middleton and Bishop Kelly because hey they play tonight on idahosports.com uh, and again this is a rematch of a game that was really close the the first game back in uh, early january at bishop kelly middleton got out of there with a 60 to 55 win and again by the time you're listening to this the game might be over just go to idahosports.com and you can watch uh, the archived version of the broadcast of tonight's game How how do you think this rematch goes tonight in
1: Middleton, Wayne? I think Middleton wins it again. I just think Middleton's that strong. I think, you know, here's the deal. Right now, something's going on at Middleton. If you take just the SIC records of the Middleton boys and the Middleton girls, they're 21-0. To me, that says it all right now. Nobody can beat them. And I think, you know, Michael Day, uh, uh, Madaris, all those guys are just playing at a different level. And I don't know. I mean, I think Bishop Kelly, obviously BK's got a chance because I respect BK, always have. Ever since I've been in the Valley for a long, long time, since 1982, BK has been a team to contend with at every level and every sport. And they will be tonight. But I just think at home, Middleton's going to be tough. And Tyler Medeiros and Michael Day and the whole gang down there. And I think, you know, uh, coaching's been great. They've, they've just got a lot of confidence. And when you're 21-0 and 0 combined as boys and girls basketball at Middleton, something's going on, something, there, there's some magic going on somewhere.
0: Well, that's a big reason why they're moving up to 5A next year, Wayne, right? You could appeal to stay down and they, they did. And uh, they got kicked up because they're too good. That's yeah. that's the way the process works. <laughs> See, that's the
1: problem. And you can't win for lose. You win, you lose. You know, you get kicked up again. I mean, but I think they're going to be able to handle it. I mean, I really do. And, you know, uh, and as we've talked about before, a lot of people moving out in that Middleton area, so you just continue to grow. You continue to have that kind of uh people going. That you get the talent, you get the people out there. So, and you've been a steady Eddie at 4A for a while. So I think they'll do okay. They'll it'll be a lot more challenge at 5A, but I, I think they'll be right there.
0: Yeah, these are the top two teams in the SIC boys standings. Middleton eight, no in the league, thirteen and one overall. Their lone loss came to Eagle way back in like second game of the year, yeah. Bishop Kelly, seven and one in the league, 11 and four overall. Um, and, and again, Middleton can't clinch the division with a win tonight because there's still a lot of conference games left. You know, everybody's got at least four games left, it looks like, um, but they can, they can really cement it as long as they don't trip over the finish line. So
1: absolutely. And go back to that Middleton Eagle game. I actually called that game here on and uh, Middleton led the whole game. And then that was one of those games where Eagle finally got a six-point lead with about two minutes to go. And that's where the shot clock would have come in play because that's where Eagle decided, you know what, we're taking the air out of the ball right now because we know Middleton can come back on us. So We got our six-point lead and possession. Let's just, you know, uh, stall. And that's what they did. They took the air out of the ball to win that one. And remember, Eagle's 15-2 and overall, 12-1 and in conference play. So Eagle's not a bad team to have lost to if you are, you know, the Middleton Vikings.
0: Yeah, and uh, keep an eye on Valley View too, right? the uh, The Falcons are lurking in third place. They lost to Middleton by seven the first time they played them. Uh, they still play Middleton coming up. They still play Bishop Kelly coming up. Um, so they they have the potential to to be a throw a wrench into the proceedings. They actually play Bishop Kelly twice, so they still play BK twice, Middleton once. So Valley View if they get hot, could could also rocket up the standings.
1: Well, and they're a double-digit win team. They've won 10 games this year, Brandon. So anytime that you have a team that can win 10, 12, 13, 14 games in a season, you know they're pretty good. You know on a given night, if you're not ready for them, they're going to beat you.
0: Yeah, what really is hurting Valley View right now, they're 5-3 and three in the league. They got swept by Nampa this year. They lost yeah. to Nampa 54-49, to 49, and then they lost on a last-second shot uh, last week, 49-48. Yeah. So, uh, here,
1: you know how those two go together i mean it's like you know yeah they when you get that's a great rivalry right there so those are great games but yeah you got to win those if they won both those games man they'd be a whole different thing they'd be what they'd be seven and one yeah and
0: and still with all the big dogs in front of them bishop Kelly exactly. twice and middleton still exactly. once so yeah let's move on to five asic hoops and again you know it's kind of starting to separate itself out a little bit. Way and you've got Eagle at twelve and one in the league, a he eleven and one, then a step below that Centennial and Meridian are both nine and three, then a step below that, or just maybe a half a step, is Mountain View at seven and four, and then you've got the the rest of the pack, right? Timberline six and five, Rocky Mountain six and six, and then a big drop off: Skyview, Cuna, Boise, Bora, Capital, all uh, well below five hundred in the league. Um, we're we're starting to see tiers almost in this league.
1: Yeah. I And you don't know what to expect. I mean, I did a Timberline Bora game the other day and uh, it was like Bora had scored 13 points through three quarters. That was it. Timberline looked like they're going to run away with it. And then Bora scored 13 points in the fourth quarter alone to make it a final. And I can't remember. Uh, I get them all mixed up in my brain because that's my brain. You, you don't want to go there, but it was like 29, 26, I think was the final score. Uh, Clay and I said the first to 30 was going to win, but we didn't quite get the 30. It was 29 26. But Bora, like I said, went into the fourth quarter only with 13 points. And then they scored 13 in the fourth quarter to get their 26, had a chance to win that game. But you never know. I thought Timberline was going to win it easily, and Bora came roaring back. And it's been, it's like I've, tomorrow night, I got Owyhee hosting Centennial. Owyhee's 11 and 1, Centennial 9 and 3. If you just look at the records, you're going to go, wow, this could be a good game.
0: That's going, I, be, that's going to be That's gonna be a lot of
1: fun. Oh, go you ahead. would think it's going to be good. I hope it's good, but it's been one of those years where Hawaii comes out and Eagle has done it, but Eagle and Hawaii just come out and just beat up on people. They have that potential.
0: Bora is thinking, what do we have to do to get a win? They, You talked about they lost to Timberline 29 20. They lost in overtime last night to Rocky Mountain. Forty-four to forty-two, and what a wild! I mean, they were down three with like two seconds left in regulation. Hit the shot to send the game to overtime. They had their chances, so that's two just crushing losses in a row for a Bora team that's now two and ten in the league and two and thirteen overall. But you mentioned it; they just pushed the two teams that are six and five and six and six in the league. So it, it really is kind of wide open.
1: It, it is, and you never know what's going to happen on a given night. And I, I I did that, like I said, I did that Bora Timberline game, Bora basically they don't have a standout superstar or two and you don't even have to be a superstar. They really, they've got like eight deep, nine deep that are about the same. If you know what I'm saying, they don't have that one player. They can come in there and make a difference. And that's the difference. They're one or two players away from really having a difference maker. And that's what Meridian has had to do. They brought up a couple of kids from the JV to make a difference after losing eight players last year from the state championship game and Brody Roberry, the player of the year. Uh, Jeff Sander has been working all season long trying to figure out what to do. Finally, he's brought up a couple of six-three guards from the JV team that really play like they've been on the varsity all year long, and they've made a difference for Meridian. Uh, we'll I, we'll see how that plays out when they finally get to the districts. So I think Meridian's probably playing a little bit better now than they were early on in the year. But that's what Boar is missing, and that's the difference right there. One player can make. Boy, if they had a Michael Day, uh, you know. Or title Madeiras, totally different ball club.
0: And, and let's not forget, they've got a really good coach too, and Jeremy Dennis. A guy oh, yeah. who's won state titles before. So he's got
1: two state titles. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, when you look at that board, when you go into board and you look at their board, and you see all their stuff. What a tradition that Bora has. And they're just just having a down year this year. Uh the Lions, they got a lot of diversity on that team. And so it's I mean, I've got two players on that team that are refugees that are coming in. They've been in Boise for a long time, but they are refugees. I have to write their name down, phoneticize, because, you know, they're tough to say. Uh, but uh, that's, that's the kind of team they are, and they're fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, Jeremy Dennis will have them right back in the thick of things, at ASAP.
0: Yep, for sure. So that's what's going on in basketball. Um, so you, you have a and Centennial, tomorrow yeah tomorrow yep. and then what what else is on the broadcast schedule
1: and then on uh, saturday I, I switch over to the gals and we do the semi-final we have a double header saturday we got the uh, semi-final for the 5a district so six o'clock and 7 30 so i'm assuming that uh you know we'll be looking at the Timberlines. i'll probably see a boise in there and uh i don't know i don't want to predict who it'll be but i think you know uh, we'll have timberline in one game boise in the other
0: yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be Saturday night uh, on idahosports.com. If you want to see the full schedule of games we're doing, just click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. Wrestling, real quick, Wayne, I wanted to give a sh- I want to throw
1: one thing in there before you get to wrestling. Okay. Okay. I told you when we started this thing, I, I didn't know about this wrestling tournament, so I, I'm going to full disclosure there, so I'm going to let you kind of handle it. But I just want to mention that Gage Jones has signed with Idaho State to play football, Gage Jones, I say that because he plays basketball for Eagle, a very big part of that Eagle team. You know, and when I said board didn't have a standout player, I want to say that Eagle may not, quote unquote, have a standout player. But what they have is they have eight to nine to ten players. When I did their game the other day, 11 people scored. They are such a team team. That's unbelievable. Gage Jones is amongst that team. He signed with Idaho State. Bengals picking up a lot of in-state kids to play some football there. Uh, so that's I think that's a cool thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to see the rejuvenation. You know, uh, new coaches at both Idaho and Idaho State, and the Vandals coach basically said, "Hey, I want a database of all the high school football coaches in Idaho, and I'm going to call every single one and let's let's get back to, you know, finding the best talent in our state." Well, Idaho State's new coach saw that and said, uh, I better get out and start visiting some high schools too. Gino Mariani, the Highland coach in Pocatello, said, hey, this is the first time ever a coaching staff from Idaho State University has come to Highland High School and talked to me.
1: He said, That's this cool, is great. Sir. That I mean, is so cool. And Idaho, by the way, is going to hold their spring football game at Eagle High School, you know, cool. so in April. So they're going to be coming down uh, to where I am, right next door. I mean – I'm so close to Eagle High School. When the lights they turn the lights on and the band practices, it keeps me up at night.
0: <laughs> yeah, you so so. This is the time of year, right? We're into the the what used to be the only signing period. Now they have the early signing period, yeah. um, and now uh, this is the more traditional signing period. Uh, I did just see on Twitter. Speaking of Eagle High athletes, uh, Ethan Makita, the great uh, slot back who yeah. got injured on the basically the second play of the season. Um, that hasn't really deterred uh colleges from pursuing him he he had offers i believe from both idaho and idaho state which is nice then boise state came in and said hey we we want to offer you too and i mean the broncos are going to win that you know 10 times out of 10 uh but uh also he just announced uh on twitter that uh washington the washington huskies have uh given right. him an offer as well so he's 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 got an interesting choice to make and um, we're super excited for him and hopefully his recovery is going well. And we're excited to see him at the next level as we are all of the great athletes.
1: Well, what you're saying right now is, you know, you're pointing out and I see it too, what great athletes we have in Idaho high school athletics right now. And we're just talking about the treasure Valley now, but it's all the way. I've had a chance to do Lake city and quarter lane games this year. Uh, I know you get to see a lot of the uh, great ones. Um, we haven't even talked about Amari Whiting, the, the basketball player down there, you know, in Burley, but you know, so we, we've got some great athletes here in Idaho that we can champion. And I'm, I'm just excited about it, um, to what we see on the court and on the field, every single, every single fall and winter.
0: That's what we're all about here at IdahoSports.com is putting the spotlight on, on those incredible athletes. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's wrap up with wrestling super quick. Nampa has been, uh, the top. Team in the coaches' poll, they've kind of traded spots with Minico off and on throughout the season. But Nampa is a team fully loaded for bear, expecting to compete for a 4A state title. Well, last week Minico hosted their annual Red Halverson meet, and this is all the big players in 4A were there Blackfoot and Jerome and Minico and Nampa. And Nampa won the team title for the first time in more than 30 years, Wayne, mm-hmm. which is very impressive. Um, and it's usually a good indicator of how a team might do at state. So a uh, big shout out to Nampa for winning the team title there. And they, they look like a legitimate uh, for a state title contender on the mats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I got to hand it to everybody at Napa. all the coaching staff, the football team was right there. You know, the basketball team, as you mentioned, they, uh, they beat Ballybue a couple of times this year, they're tough. And now the wrestling team is right there. So, you know, doing a great job at Napa high school right now. So, Congratulations to the Bulldogs all across the board. I'm looking forward to, to state wrestling, and, of course, you've got the, the gals is going to be sanctioned for the first time as state wrestling. That's going to be great. So, uh, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, we it's it's amazing how quickly this basketball season is coming to a close with state. I mean, the girls' state's just around the corner, February 17th or the 19th, guys' state's going to be there. But, man, I'll tell you what, we got a lot of excitement in between now and then.
0: Yeah, and maybe most impressive for Nampa was they won the team title and only had one individual champion, Carson Exford, at 126 pounds. So it's a, it's a strength in numbers. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Always is. And always is a team sport still. Yeah,
0: so uh, it, it is an exciting time to, to be a sports fan in the Treasure Valley and in the entire state of Idaho. Wayne, uh, rest up uh, and get ready for all the great games. I'm really looking forward to those girls
1: postseason games Saturday night. I think yeah, we'll I mean, do that When We're going to have those uh, Saturday night to semifinals. And then next Friday, a week from this coming Friday, uh, we're going to have the championship game on as well. That's at 7 o'clock. So we'll take them right on through. And then the week after that, you're going to be coming over here. A whole Idaho you know, Sports.com crew is going to be in the Valley. And we're going to be doing some girls' state basketball. So that'll be fun.
0: You got the guest room ready for me, right, Wayne?
1: Oh, I do. I, You know <laughs> what? I am ready to rock and roll. I, I think we're going to rent a house for all you guys coming over here and let you just hang out in the house. You know, it, I don't know if that's safe for anybody in the neighborhood, but it, we'll see.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think Paul got an Airbnb for all the broadcasters. So uh, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun for sure. So
1: yeah, but you're, you're welcome. I got an extra room. If you want to stay at the house, we're good to go.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks as always for tuning into the SIC prep cast on IdahoSports.com. sports.com. Uh, enjoy the games, enjoy the competitions this week, everybody for Wayne back I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.